Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Kuru. We get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host Tex Kuru and today we're continuing with our um, Persian mythology trend. Um, But first our tea today. So it's a Korean green tea. Fun fact, Korean green tea is usually separated into four main types and they're usually um, named based on the time that they are harvested. So today it's Dijak, a type of Korean green tea, and it's picked after Jungjak. It's great for lowering cholesterol and boosting immunity. Pretty straightforward there. So today's story is the story of the vizier that was punished. So let's get into it. There was a king who had a son that loved hunting. He allowed him to pursue that diversion often, but gave orders to his grand vizier always to attend him. One hunting day, the huntsman having aroused a deer, the prince, who thought the vizier followed him, pursued the game so far and with so much earnestness that he separated himself from the company. Perceiving he had lost his way, he stopped and endeavoured to return to the vizier, but not knowing the country, he wandered farther. Whilst he was thus riding about, he met on his way a handsome lady who wept bitterly because she had fallen from her horse, which had run away. The young prince, taking compassion on her, requested her to get up behind him, which she willingly did. As they were passing by the ruins of her house, the lady expressed a desire to alight. The prince stopped and, having put her down, dismounted himself and went near the building, leading his horse after him. But you may judge how much he was surprised when he heard the pretended lady utter these words. Be glad, my children, I brought you a young man for your repast. And other voices which answered immediately, Where is he? For we are very hungry. The prince heard enough to convince him of the da- of his danger. He rode off with all possible haste, and having happily found his way, arrived safe at the court of his father, to whom he gave a particular account of the danger he had been in through the vizier's neglect, upon which the king, being incensed against that minister, ordered him to be immediately strangled. Sir, continued the king's vizier, to return to the physician Duban, he has cured you, you see, but alas, who can sh- assure you of that? Who knows but the medicine he has given you may in time have pernicious effects. The king was not able to discover the wicked design of his vizier, nor had he firmness enough to persist in his first opinion. This discourse staggered him. Vizier, said he, thou art in the right, he may be come on purpose to take away my life, which he may easily do by his drugs. When he had spoken thus, he called for one of his officers and ordered him to go for the physician, who, knowing nothing of the king's purpose, came to the palace in haste. Nuest thou, Nuest thou, said the king, when he saw him, why I sent for thee? No, sir, answered he, I wait till your majesty be pleased to inform me. I sent for thee, replied the king, to rid myself of thee by taking away thy life. No man can, can express the surprise of the physician when he heard these words. Sir, said he, why would your majesty take my life? What crime have I committed? I am informed, replied the king, that you have that you came to my court only to attempt my life. But to prevent you, I will be sure of yours. Give the blow, said he, to the executioner who was present, and deliver me from a perfidious a wretch who came hither on purpose to assassinate me. When the physician heard this cruel order, he readily judged that the honours and presents he had received from the king had procured him enemies, and that the weak prince was imposed on. He repented that he had cured him of his leprosy, but it was now too late. Is it thus, asked the physician, that you reward me for curing you? 
Alas, sir, cried he, prolong my days, and God will prolong yours. Do not put me to that, lest God treat you in the same manner. The king cruelly replied, No, no, I must of necessity cut you off. Otherwise you may assassinate with as much art as you cured me. The physician, without bewailing himself for being so ill-rewarded by the king, prepared for that. The executioner in his hands... The executioner tied his hands and was going to draw his scimitar when the physician addressed him once more to the king. Sir, said he, since your majesty will not revoke the sentence of that, I beg at least that you would give me leave to return to my house, to give orders about my burial, to bid farewell to my family, to give alms, and to bequeath my books to those who are capable of making good use of them. I have one particularly I would present to your majesty. It is a very precious book, and worthy of being laid up carefully in your treasury. What is it, demanded the king, that makes it so valuable? Sir, replied the physician, it possesses many singular and curious properties, of which the chief is that if your majesty will give yourself the trouble to open it at the sixth leaf, and read the third line of the left page, my head, after being cut off, will answer all the questions you ask it. The king, being curious, deferred his debt till next day, and sent him home under a strong guard. The physician, during that time, put his affairs in order and a report being spread that an unheard-of prodigy was to happen after his death, the viziers, emirs, officers of the guard, and, in a word, the whole court repaired next day to the hall of audience, that they might be witnesses of it. The physician Duban was brought in, and advancing to the foot of the throne with a book in his hand, he called for a basin and laid upon it the cover in which the book was wrapped. Then, presenting the book to the king, Take this, said he, and after my head is cut off, order that it be put into the basin upon that cover. As soon as it is placed there, the blood will stop flowing. Then open the book, and my head will answer your questions. But permit me one more, once more to implore your majesty's clemency. I protest to you that I am innocent. Your prayers, answered the king, are in vain, and were it, not, were it for nothing but to hear your head speak after your death. It is my will you should die. As he said this, he took the book out of the physician's hand and ordered the executioner to do his duty. The head was so dexterously cut off that it fell into the basin, and was no sooner laid upon the cover of the book than the blood stopped. Then, to the great surprise of the king and all the spectators, it opened its eyes and said, Sir, will your majesty be pleased to open the book? The king proceeded to do so, but finding that the leaves adhered to each other, that he might turn them with more ease, he put his finger to his mouth and wetted it. He did this till he came to the sixth leaf and finding no writing on the place where he was desired to look for. It's physician, said he. There's nothing written. Turn over some more leaves, replied the head. The king went on, putting always his finger to his mouth, until he found himself suddenly taken with an extraordinary fit. His eyesight failed and he fell down at the foot of the throne in violent convulsions. When the physician do one, or rather his head, saw that the poison had taken effect, and that the king had but a few moments to live. Tyrant, it cried, now you see how princes are treated, who, abusing their authority, cut off innocent men. God punishes soon or late their injustice and cruelty. Scarcely had the head spoken these words when the king fell down dead, and the head itself lost what life it had. As soon as the fisherman had concluded the history of the great king and his physician Duban, he applied it to the genie, whom he still kept shut up in the vessel, if the king said he had suffered the physician to live, God would have continued his life also. The case is the same with thee, O genie, but I am obliged, in my turn, to be equally hard-hearted to thee. 
Hear me one word more, cried the genie. I promise to do thee no hurt, nay. Far from that, I will show thee a way to become exceedingly rich. The hope of delivering himself from pro- from poverty prevailed with the fisherman. I could listen to thee, said he, were there any credit to be given to thy word. Swear to me by the great name of God that you will faithfully perform what you promise, and I will open the vessel. I do not believe you will dare to break such an oath. The genie swore to him, upon which the fisherman immediately took off the covering of the vessel, and at once the smoke ascended, and the genie, having resumed his form, kicked the vessel into the sea. Be not afraid, fisherman, said the genie, I only did it to see if thou wouldst be alarmed, but to convince thee that I am in earnest, take thy nets and follow me. They passed by the town and came to the top of a mountain, from whence they descended into a vast plain, which brought them to a lake that lay betwixt four hills. When they reached the side of the lake, the genie said to the fisherman, Cast in thy nets and catch fish. The fisherman did not doubt of taking some, because he saw a great number in the water. But he was extremely surprised when he found there were four colours, that is to say, white, red, blue and yellow. He threw in his nets and brought out one of each colour. Having never seen the like before, he could not help but admire them, and judging that he might get a considerable sum for them, he was very joyful. Carry those fish, said the genie to him, and present them to thy sultan. Sultan, he will give thee more money for them. Thou mayest come every day to fish in this lake, but I give thee warning not to throw in thy nets above one city, otherwise thou wilt repent. Having spoken thus, he struck his foot upon the ground, which opened, and after it had swallowed him up, closed again. So that was the story of the vizier that was punished. I thought it was a really cool, um, well, ending as such to that little story, that little addition to the story, um, with the physician Duban and the king, I believe. But yeah, I thought it was really cool. I really like doing these stories and we have a good bit more to go on. So for those of you who really like these episodes, you can look forward to that. But that's the end of this episode today, guys. As always, you can find, uh this episode and more on spotify apple Podcasts, and samsung Podcasts, as well as the cast platform that's all for today see you next time